0: Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory completes his power Pack series entitled Authority. Make sure to share this one with your friends and your followers. And Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. All right, we are going to
1: conclude Authority today. This is part four. Of course, I didn't say everything I needed to say. Just wetting your appetite and prayerfully you'll go and dig into this some more and even get more revelation about what God is saying on this subject. And so we're learning and we've talked about as new creations, we have been put in a position of power and authority. This is a position that was delegated to us by God through Jesus Christ. And along with that authority comes certain responsibilities. Some of you know God has an expectation for what he's given us? So there's a responsibility that comes with that, and we've been examining uh, God's Word concerning our position and the authority that we have in Him. Let's read our foundation text, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, out of the New King James Version. If you're a first-time visitor today, all of these notes are in the YouVersion Bible app, as well as what's the other place they can literally, I keep and then our app as well, right? so what you're only going to see in there is the notes from today. But really a lot has been said up until today. And so if you really, today will make more sense to you if you go back and read and listen to everything that was said uh, leading up to this point. You can also get those messages on YouTube as well as our website at linkedupchurch.com. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, the New King James Version says, He has delivered us. Somebody say, "I mean, I am delivered. See, understand that. You're not trying to get delivered. You are already delivered. Do you believe that today? We just have to renew our mind to that, right? He has delivered us from the power. That word power there is exousia. It means mastery or delegated influence. And we know he's referring to Satan there of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. So we have been transferred out of darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of of His love. And we know the kingdom of His love is the kingdom of His Son for all born-again believers. Now, I won't read anything. We've had 13 points that we've covered up to this point. Because I want to conclude today and make sure I get in everything the Holy Spirit has for us today, I'm just going to pick up where we left off last week. Point number 14 today is exercising our authority. How many you know it makes no sense to know that you have it but don't know how to use it? Right? Makes no sense, right, to have a whole lot of information, but we don't know how to use it. Right? It's like having a gun with bullets in it, but you don't know how to use it. Right? makes no sense to have that weapon. And we have weapons at our disposal, and they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Right? So let's look at something today. Letter A up underneath that. Jesus secured our power and authority. He secured that for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 Verse 45 out of the New King James Bible reads this way. And so it is written, the first man Adam became a living being. Or another way to say that, the first man Adam was flesh. So, all of us, when we were born into this world, we've already talked about it, so I won't spend a lot of time here, but we were born with a sin nature. We were born as flesh. Right? And we know it. How many of y'all have raised children? I mean, they do. And you know you didn't teach them that, right? They can just literally have something in their hand, right? What are you doing with that? I don't have it in my hand. Right? I mean, kids, you know, where did they learn that from? They are just born with the nature of sin. And that came from the first man, Adam. It says the last Adam, Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. And that's why we have to be born again. So the moment we're born again, how many of y'all know that old man, that flesh, died? And then the life-giving spirit comes to live on the inside of us. Now, here's the key point today. And it gives us authority over sin, sickness, and disease. The moment a person becomes born again, the life-giving spirit of Jesus comes on the inside of us, and now we have authority over darkness. Jesus was successful in securing all power by going to the cross, right, through his death, burial, and resurrection. He died a horrible death, suffering the penalty for sin and defeating Satan in the pit of hell. He came to earth as a man for one reason, and that is to recapture the authority that Satan has stolen through Adam's disobedience in the garden. All right. I want to be clear because I'm going to build something today, and it's really going to take faith for you to act on this. So, so that's the, the big deal here is that he came so that Satan would no longer have mastery over our lives. So we should stop saying I can't help myself. Take this out of your vocabulary. The devil made me do it. Right? No, I did what I wanted to do. Can we all agree to that? All right, so now let's keep going. So now, Jesus was called the last Adam. So after securing the power and authority, he freely gave that over into the hands of all of us who would believe in him, and that's you and me. How many born-again believers are in this room right now? Lift your hand. Born-again believer. Praise God. Look around the room. Look at all your brothers and sisters. For some of you all, people that you're looking at are more your blood than your actual blood relatives. That don't know Christ. Okay, so it's not enough for us to simply accept the finished work at the cross. We are held responsible for so much more. We must live out these truths as a witness to the world. How many know when I stand against sin, I am witnessing to the world that Jesus is more powerful. How many know we'll never win them if we live like them. If it doesn't work for us, they're going to say, why would I go and do all of that? And I don't see much difference between. Letter B. Now, let's get into this a little bit today. Letter B. We have authority to stand against Satan. Satan does not have a right to just come and give you a disease. He doesn't have a right to come and touch your children. We can stand against these things. Watch this. He doesn't have a right to touch your marriage. Now, a lot of times we don't know this, so we give Satan more credit than what he deserves. He is not all that. Jesus is all that. Now, there's some big statements I'm going to say today. But we're not afraid of him. He's actually afraid of us. I got one more for you. We don't run from him. He runs from us. All right. Somebody say, I have authority authority to stand stand against Satan. Satan. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. The King James Version and the New King James Version says to give Satan no place. Right? And that word place means landmass. So then that would tell you Satan is always looking to occupy space in your life, right? And, or he would have never said don't give him any place, right? And how many of y'all can, can just notice over the course of your life? I can see where he tried to get in there. I can see where he tried to get. How I mean, know he just doesn't want to get in. He wants to move in, right? You all ever heard a saying, if you let Satan ride, he is going to want to drive, right? He'll never be satisfied with just riding. He eventually wants to drive, right? So don't give him land mass. Don't give him space. The Passion translation reads it this way. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, listen to this, an opportunity to manipulate you. Don't even give him an opportunity. And and really, we're going to read the Message Bible, verse 26 and 27, because the Message Bible will kind of give us some insight into what gives opportunity to Satan. Now, how many of y'all have anger issues? You're willing to admit that? Raise your hand. You'll pop off at the just, come on, don't lie now. We are in church right now. We are in church. Hello, the Spirit is hovering. Raise your hand if you have. Come on now, you you see see. All right, let me just keep on with the message. Ephesians 4:26 and 27. I used to have a real, I mean, just quick, just snap, right? Could be happy and then just any something you just bam and you just turn into a whole another person. Anybody else in here? I've come a long way, but how many of you know there's still certain things that can trigger that? See, don't, see, I, I, maybe i just talk about, I'll be transparent myself. There are just certain people, I shouldn't say things, there are certain people. Oh, now, now, now we in church now, right? It's just certain people that can trigger that, right? They just know how to push all the right buttons, say all the right things, right? It's almost like they got a code, boom, boom, boom. Now watch this, right? So, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, the Message Bible says, go ahead and be angry. So, see, anger is good. Watch this. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as a fuel for revenge. So, that's when you know it has gotten the best of you, and now Satan, you've given him opportunity and space in your situation. Right? Because you said, I am going to get them back for that. It is my responsibility to teach them what not to do to me ever again. Come on, I need a little bit of help in here again. Oh, they are getting ready to learn this time. I am one person you don't treat that way. Hello, somebody. Somebody. Oh, they want to play that game now. Oh, I got games. We can play games all day long. Oh, you got games? Oh, you want to play games? We can play games. Let me show you how to play some games. And Satan is winning big time in that environment. It says here, and don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Really, it should be in parentheses there, husbands and wives. I need all the married people to say amen. amen. Right? Because how many of y'all know when you go to bed angry at each other, guess how you make up? Wake up. Angry at each other. And, and sometimes you can wake up, you think I forgot about what? Or you just want to act like yesterday didn't happen. Oh, you just want to go on with your day like, like, like that didn't happen yesterday. Come on, married people. Don't leave me out here by myself. See, and that's that night when you turn that back towards the, the other, you, you face the other way. It's like it's this much space between both of y'all, right? Their back is facing that way. Boy, don't let a part of their body touch yours. <laughs> like stay on your side of the bed. <laughs> this is a tough crowd today. I wish I was as saved as you all. See, I- I've gone through all that stuff. says, don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil, watch this, that kind of foothold in your life. See, that kind of land. See, you know what? where he's really occupying the most space? In our heads. So we have authority to stand against Satan. And in that analogy of the husband and wife, the best thing you can do is be quick to forgive. Right? And, and sometimes that's all it takes, right? And sometimes it's okay even if you don't think you were wrong to just say, I could have handled that differently. Just be the bigger person. If either one won't make a move, somebody's got to make a move. And just lean over there, kiss them, and say, I'll, I'll, I'll be better. See how nobody's saying amen right there? <laughs> see that, you see that? That's like I'm up here just lying or something. Just It's the truth, folks. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 6. We have authority to stand against Satan. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We'll start at verse 10. (coughs) Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, I'm in the New King James Version, be strong where? Where? Where do we always like to be strong? In ourselves. ourselves. So finally, my brethren, because, see, nobody's going to ever treat me bad. But they treated Jesus bad, and he paid no attention to it. He ignored it because he knew who he was in him. So you really don't have to respond to ignorance when you know who you are in him. You can just stand there and let them be who they are because you're showing me who you are now, and I believe you. But you don't have to engage and when you're strong in the Lord, you know who you are. I don't, I don't have to. We don't need to do that. You do that. If that's how you want to act, that's on you. You're not sucking me into that. So finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his. See, see, everything is about him, right? So be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So when you try to do things your way, then you're saying your might is greater than his might, right? It says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the trickery of of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, that's people. But against principalities and powers, those are demonic influences, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So these are classes of demonic spirits that really rule in people's lives. They rule over cities. They rule over states. They rule in governments, right? And so if you don't understand that you're not fighting against people, our battle is never physical. Our battle is spiritual, so it says, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, watch this now, so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. The evil day is the day of test and trial that we all will face. And some are in right now. And having done all to stand, that word stand there means to hold your ground. And we're going to talk about what that looks like. Because sometimes, folks, you just got to, when it looks like everything is lost, you got to keep standing and keep saying what God said, regardless of what it looks like. I don't care how much of a fool people think you are for saying and acting that way. You must still stand and say what God said about that situation. So one of the most vital areas of the believer's authority is his power or her power to successfully stand against Satan. So Paul is describing here this armor uh, that the believers are supposed to wear, and it's our combat armor against Satan, not against people. Everybody clear on that? Now, God gave me a little revelation in here as I was meditating on this. It is the armor of God, but nowhere in here does it say that God will put the armor on for you or that he will fight the devil for you. See, we're praying, get him, God. And God said, I already got him. You get him. You do what I did to him. And I'm getting ready to prove that to you. Now, I've heard this message, studied this for years. And all of a sudden, God revealed something to me. Listen to this. Nowhere in there does it say that, that, God will put that armor on for you or that he'll fight the devil. You are the understood subject of those verses. Listen to what they say here. You are the one that must be strong in the Lord. You put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand against the wiles, the trickery of the devil. You take the whole, whole armor of God. So that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Watch this. And then having all done all to stand, you stand. And so, so, so it doesn't even match when we say, God, why did you let this happen to me? See, when he never said he was going to do that for you. He said, I'm going to give you the tools to do it for yourself. And what we've done is we kind of, it's that lazy thing, right? We kind of want everybody else to do something for us that we're not even willing to do for ourselves. Isn't that good? Right? So watch this. When you say it's enough, then it'll be enough. When you say it's time to stop, it'll stop. When you really mean it, when you say I don't have to live like this, you'll stop living like that. When you say another person will never treat me like that ever again, and you mean that, people won't treat you like that ever again. So your primary weapons, I don't have time to go through all of them today, but in verse 14, it's interesting. And Dr. Kimley, I want you to vet this, okay? I really, this was interesting to me. I told you I've studied this for years, and I'm seeing something. How many know Revelation is so sweet? If you'll just meditate on the Word, it'll keep, don't ever get to a place where you heard it all. That's a dangerous place to be, or you know it all. Look at this. The first thing he said was, gird your waist in verse 14 with truth. Uh-huh. Well, then what is truth? Truth is the word of God. See, if you know the truth, then Satan can't tell you a lie. And Watch what all of this is going to go back to. Then he said, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Once again, that's knowing what he made me and who I am in him. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Right? I'm not trying to be that. I am that because he made me that. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I am saved by grace, and I am in right standing with God. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, and all rights and privileges belong to me. I have an inheritance in him. Then he said, put your shoes on right with the gospel of peace. All three of those have to do with the word of God. Right? So be a person of peace, right? Don't be a person of war. Don't be combative. Don't fight all day, every day. Why are you always into it with everybody? And you're the one constant in all of those situations. It all keeps coming back to you. How many know now something going on in me when I'm always into it with everybody? No matter where I go. Say, I'm a person of peace. Not war. Come on, I didn't hear. Say, I'm a person of peace. Not war. Not war. Believe it or not, I refuse to argue with my wife. It's just not that deep. If we can't talk about it like two born-again believers that have sense, I don't want to talk about it. And I thank God she's that way too. I thank God my daughter's sitting here right now. She doesn't see us going at each other like that. She had not grown up in that environment with us just, ah, say it again. Ah, Ah, What? What? Move, move. Ah, You walk out that door, don't come back in. If you walk out, don't come back in. She ain't seen all that. I thank God for that. See, I'm a person of peace. Not war. Say, my days days of fighting people people are over, over. including including my spouse, my my children, children, because that's where it's at. Come on, somebody. That's right where it's at right there, right? Can I add another one? And my coworkers. Now, go ahead. Release something in this atmosphere right here. Come on, somebody release something in this atmosphere right there. If you you can master that, you are well on your way. Then he said, above all, the shield of faith. Right? Well, what is the shield of faith? It's it's me believing what God said about my situation. And he said, every time I say what God said, I'm going to quench every fiery dart that the enemy tries to throw at me. I'm going to put up that shield, and I'm going to tell him, no, it is written. God said. And I believe that, and I say that out of my mouth, and I act on it. He can throw it, but it's going to miss me every single time. What does that go back to? The Word of God. All right, watch this. And the helmet of salvation. Well, we know a helmet protects your head. And guess where the battleground is? It's your mind. right. One of the greatest things we have to protect here, he called it the helmet of salvation. If you'll study that out in the original Greek, he's talking about the hope of your salvation. So it requires us to be able to live with an eternal point of view, trusting that heaven and eternity is our home. And to live this out all the way to the end, you must protect every thought that comes into your head that says this is not real. It doesn't take all of that. Come on, somebody. Uh, You can do whatever you want to do and still make it. Hello, somebody. You got to fight off every thought that will try to stop you from reaching your eternal reward. He's not worth that. She's not worth that. It's not worth that. Come on, somebody. Nothing is worth that. Then the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Notice all of it goes back to the Word of God. So if you don't have no word, you don't have no authority. So now, can I say this? Judge this. That means the level of word you walk in is the level of authority you're walking in. See, so if you find it not working, it's not on the word's end. And I'm going to keep working this principle. See, because in the kingdom, ignorance is not bliss. Well, if I don't know, I can't be held accountable. <laughs> when he said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Listen to me. It's your responsibility to know. Okay, judge this, right? Because I'm telling you, he just showed it to me. The level of authority that you will walk in will always be based off of the level of word that you know. And I'll prove it. Then he said, praying always. See, I can't even pray effectively if I don't know the word. Then later in that, he says, watching thereunto for all saints. How can I look out for you? And I don't even know what he said. See, so I I can't pray because I don't know the word and I can't look out for you. How many of y'all know we can go home right now if I didn't say nothing else? If you catch that, you got something today. I feel like I just made Satan so mad, boy. Come on, can we give God a real good hallelujah in this place? Now, let's keep moving because we still got a lot to cover. So, God has given you the power and the authority to stand against Satan and his destructive works, right? He's provided all the armor. But it's your responsibility as a believer to put that armor on and stand against the devil. And so when you think about putting the armor on, you've got to think about what ground, what landmass, what territory have I given Satan? Then I've got to put that word in me about that same area, believe that word, put it in my heart, confess it out of my mouth, and stand on it until I see the results of it in my life. And I don't move, I don't change until my life looks like what God said it was supposed to look like. Until my marriage looks that way, until my children are that way, until my life is that way, until I'm debt free. Hello, somebody. Until my life looks like what he said about it, I don't stop until I get there. I keep marching forward. So these weapons are at our disposal, right? We have the word, we have the name of Jesus, and we have all of heaven backing that word and backing that name. We have all of the authority and power from heaven backing that name. So we have to take responsibility and speak directly to Satan for ourselves and then firmly stand our ground and he will flee. See, I'm telling you, Satan can't have my children. I'm not asking him, I'm telling him, take your hands off of my children in the name of Jesus. Whatever is blinding their minds, I take authority over it right now. And the glorious light of the gospel shines unto them now. God, send ministering angels across their path who will be able to minister to them in a way that they'll be able to receive it. Father, angels, visit them at night. Give them a divine visitation. Father, I thank you right now that my seed will live and be mighty upon the earth. Come on, if you raise a child in the way that they should go, when they are over, They will not depart from it. If you don't know what he said about it, you can't stand on it So even when it looks like all hell is breaking loose They're going left and they're going right You've got that word as your armor to stand on and you watch God get involved and see if that thing don't turn around And work out for your good. Come on. Somebody give God a real good shout in this place Fight for your marriage that's why he said, fight the good fight of faith. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your children. Fight for your healing. Fight for your health. Fight to be debt free. Fight to walk in prosperity. Fight to live long because you're supposed to. Let her see. One of my favorite ones is we have authority to act as new creations. You are not who you used to be, so stop acting like it. That's why you're uncomfortable in spaces because it's not who you are. It's one of my favorite ones. I think the greatest use of this authority is for transformation and to allow me to use this authority to conform me into the image of his dear son. If I just use it for all that other stuff and I don't change. Let's read this. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 says, this I say, New King James Version. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Gentiles means without God. So you should, after you're born again, you should not walk and live like a person that does not know God. And the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. Watch this. Why were they acting that way? Because of the ignorance that is in them. Because of the blindness of their heart. See, they chose not to learn. And they chose not to apply it to their heart. That was a choice. So what did that lead to? Who being past feelings had given themselves over to lewdness, all kind of wild partying, to work all uncleanness, sexual diseases, with greediness. So you'll notice when people get out in the world, I mean, they just don't want to try one thing. They want to try everything. And then it becomes a new term out there. that You hear young people saying all the time, I'm a trisexual. Which means I'll try anything one time. That's sick. But you have not so learned Christ. I'm talking to the people in this room and online right now. But you have not so learned Christ, I think. But you have not so learned Christ. You're supposed to say that's right. Yes, we didn't learn it that way. So we don't live that way. So we didn't learn it that way. So we don't live it that way. If indeed you have heard him, and I love this. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, him being Christ, word of God, as the truth is in who? Right? So you must learn to compare everything the world tells you to what did Jesus say about that. Watch this. And I don't care if the whole world goes that way. You keep standing. And one day the whole world will be able to look back and see the right way to do things. Because you chose to take a stand. Do I have anyone in here today willing to take a stand? I said, do I have anyone in here willing to stand on this? See, I, I'm telling you, I'm never getting a divorce. I'm standing on that. That's never happening. I'm never doing that. It's not even on the table. It's not an option. It's not up for discussion. It's not a debate. It's not something I'm thinking about. not something I'm looking at. I'm going to lay this out so the whole world can know that one man can stay married to one woman and never cheat on her the entire time. That's my goal. The whole time. I don't believe the greatest gift I can give her is carrots. Diamonds. I believe the greatest gift I can give her is faithfulness. We need more men that'll stand for that. I said we need more men that'll stand for that. I see two, three, four. I said we need more men that'll stand for that. I love it. Look at all these men standing up around the room. Come on. I need more men that'll stand for something like that. Then notice what he says here. This is all on you. That you put off concerning your former conduct. You do that. The old man which grows corrupt according to to the deceitful lusts. And then you'll be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So you've got to get a daily devotional, a daily study time, a daily prayer time. You can't just come to church on Sunday and expect to have power and authority working in your life. If all you're giving it is one day a week where somebody else is talking to you and you're not feeding yourself every single day. Folks, I've got news for you. Babies need to be fed, but grown folks feed themselves. See, and when you become a full age, you'll prioritize this. Come on, somebody. And you will make this a part of your life, not a Sunday experience, but a daily experience where the first thing I do is I get up and I thank God for waking me up this morning. I thank God that this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, somebody. And spend time with Him. Spend time in His presence. We want to do the work without the presence of God when we do it. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you can put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You've got to put off one and then put on the other. Make your life a project and take it one project at a time. Don't try to get rid of everything all at once, even though you can. But say, this week I'm going to work on cussing. Because see, that hit a chord last week. Oh, this a different audience this week. And just say, for one week, I'm not going to let one cuss word. Now, notice, you can't do that without the word. Which means you've got to go get Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, which says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying. Oh, yes. Hey, I'm quickening now. Mm. That wouldn't hit me. What was that they used to do when they would just stand there and do that? What was that they were doing? What was that? That was the church you want to, Carol. What was that they were do? What was happening to them? Uh, what was happening to them? Anybody ever seen that before? Raise your hand if you've ever seen that before. I I used to say, I don't know if I want that salvation right there. (laughs) Folks, I've got news for you. You are the one in authority. You are in charge of your life. It is your responsibility to put off the old man, the unregenerated man, Right? That was before you accepted Jesus. The Holy Spirit, listen to this, does the actual work in you, but you must make the decision to allow him to do it. God has never forced his will on any person. You put off the old man. You use the word of God to renew your mind. You put on the new man, which is created in righteousness and true holiness. But you have to do the work. Right? So we cannot expect the results if we're not willing to do the work. You know, if you go to a good counselor, they make you do the work. They don't believe they can fix your life. They believe they can give you the tools to fix your own life. That's a good counselor, right? And the goal of the counselor is to get you to stop coming to them and get you to a place where you can work through stuff on your own. That's a good counselor is is you don't need that counselor anymore. All right. Now, we can live from a place of authority. We're going to wrap this up. We can live from a place of authority. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 out of the Passion Translation read this way. Throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave them was only a fragment of time, building one truth upon another. But to us living in these last days, God now speaks to us openly in the language of a son. So the way he's speaking to us today is through his son. And how many know if he's speaking to us through his son, then he's speaking to us through the word. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was. Right? And the Word became a living, right, became living flesh. Who was that? Jesus. Right? So that's how he's speaking to us. So if you want to hear from God, get in the Word. Don't trust voices. Don't say, God told me something and you ain't spent no time in the Word. I wouldn't trust that. If you don't have a daily prayer life, daily time in the Word. If you can't trust the written Word, Don't trust voices. Because usually the voice is going to confirm what's written. And if I don't know what's written, I may get pulled off somewhere. All right, so the appointed heir of all things, for through him God created the panorama of all things and all time. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature. If you want to know what God is like, read the word about his son. He's the mirror image. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of the spoken word. Wow, that's interesting. So so he holds the world together and he framed the world through the spoken word. So guess then how you hold your world together. And guess how you frame your world? You gotta speak the word. See, it all goes back to if I don't know it though, I can't speak it. So he accomplished for us the complete cleansing of our sins, and then he took his seat at the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. So he came to earth as a man, as we've talked about for one main reason, and that's to get us back the authority that Adam lost for us in that garden. Okay? Everybody clear on that? So it's time for you as a believer to begin to act on what you know. How many of y'all have areas of your life where you are saying enough is enough? Raise your hand. Look around the room so you know we're not all by ourselves, right? We all do. All of us have areas of our lives where, you know what, enough is enough. So so somewhere, sometimes just start with food. Start with simple things. Start with credit. Start with not charging things. What I'm saying you know your life better than, yours, than than anyone else, right? I know for me this year, it was just my stomach. You know, I, 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 we do the fast. I lose 20 pounds, and I put 20 back on in 30 days. <laughs> Anybody here know what I'm talking about? So right after the fast, I'm feeling good, right? And, and then I think I, I earned a, a, a whatever, Freddy's Burger or something like that. This year, folks, I've kept 16 pounds off since the fast. 16 pounds. And the difference here is, see, the the 21 days of prayer and fasting can be a zero-based goal. So for 21 days, I'm going to do this. Then what are you going to do once the 21 days are over? This year, I decided to make this a lifestyle. So, So for everyone, it's different, right? Maybe it's just getting out of debt. So we got to start paying off one credit card at a time and then snowballing that. Once I pay off one, take that extra and pay off the next one, right? Then discipline myself that if I don't have cash, I don't buy it, right? And then you just keep working your way up, right? Now you've mastered credit cards. Now let's go after cars. Now I'm going to get a 0% financing on a car and pay it off in two years, right? While at the same time saving money so the next time I can just walk in there and pay cash, Then you master cars. Now let's go after houses. Right? And then let's own everything. But I got to start somewhere. This week, I'm just going to be nice to my spouse all week. Regardless of how they act, what they say, or what they do. I'm going to control my end. See, I lost y'all right there. Let me keep going with the message. So you just keep right on building up yourself in your inheritance. And I, it's eleven eleven. so I've got to let you go. So when you see in the Word of God who you are in Christ, watch this now, in Christ Jesus, that you are in him, then you must confess that with all of your heart. Then you'll be strong, standing in a point of authority and operating in your inheritance in, inheritance in him. And as you do this, the power of God will always be available to work in and through your life. Okay, let's all stand to our feet. I wrote a confession this morning. And I want you to say this with your chest. It's a little long. Is that okay? But it's worth every word of it. Uh, Put your hand over your heart. And if you don't mean it, don't say it. If you mean it, say it. Say, I am. Walking in in. supernatural authority authority. today. Today. Supernatural health. Supernatural wealth. Supernatural provision. Supernatural Supernatural protection. Supernatural Supernatural direction. Direction. And supernatural wisdom. I am healed healed. from the crown of my head head to the soles of my feet. I am delivered from destruction. I walk in divine protection. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I condemn it. This is my heritage from the Lord. And my righteousness is in him. I am led, directed. And guided by the Holy Spirit, I hear the voice of the Good Shepherd and a stranger's voice I shall not follow. I am prospering and increasing every day, me and my family. Because I'm a tither, the windows of heaven are opened over my life. Pouring out a blessing blessing I can't contain. The devourer devourer is rebuked rebuked for my sake. sake. He shall not destroy destroy the fruit of my ground. ground. Neither shall my vine vine cast its fruit fruit before the time. time. All nations nations will call me blessed blessed because I'm a sower The hundredfold return is working on my behalf. Every day, God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to me in abundance. I am always over and never beneath. All my needs are met. I'm self-sufficient in every area of my life my spirit is strong my emotions are settled my mind is sharp my body functions at a high level i am strong in the lord and in the power of his might i am like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bears fruit in my season my leaves do not wither And whatever I do do prospers. My steps steps are ordered by the Lord. Lord. Today, today I declare declare the end end from the beginning. beginning. I am blessed blessed in in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe everything you just said. Come on, go ahead and praise God like you really believe what you just said. Now, I know for some, you might say that takes a long time, but it's worth every second that it takes for the return on that investment. Now, I want you to go home and read Matthew homework assignment. Read Matthew 16, 13 through 19 out of the Passion Translation. Okay, I don't have time to minister it. I'm out of time. But I don't want you to read that as a homework assignment. But I'll quote it to you. Please remain standing. Jesus asked a question. He said, who are the people saying that I am? Right? Peter rose up and said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Right? You're the anointed one. Jesus said to him, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. But my father. See, you must live by revelation knowledge. See, see, you don't need me to tell you what to do. You need God to reveal to you what to do. See the difference? And the more you meditate in the Word of God about your situation, He'll reveal to you and give you specific instructions about what you need to do. Right? And then He told Peter these words. He said, upon that rock, that revelation of who I am, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. See, if the church is not built on Jesus, then it's built on nothing. Right? Then he said these words to him. He said, and now I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. And he said to Peter, he said, whatever you bind on earth, whatever you take authority on on earth, I'll release that power from heaven. Not what he said. How many of y'all believe that? How many of y'all really believe that? Right? We've got to start using that, right? So I got another assignment for you, okay? I want you to take one area of your life this week that you know you need to overcome the enemy in. Because we all have at least one. Most of us have multiple. I'm not the only one in here willing to be honest. But just take one, and I want you to renew your mind to the Word of God in that area. I want you to obey it and then stand against the enemy. And don't quit until you experience the victory that he's already provided for you. How many of y'all will accept that challenge? I'm telling you, I'm not putting that weight back on. I actually still have five more to go. I'm not putting that back on. No more back and forth for me. I have authority over food. Food doesn't dominate me. I dominate food. Especially when the doctor is telling you if you make these changes. How many of y'all know now food has more power over you? When you can't do that, food has authority over you, and you've got to break the power of that. Okay, I'm just out of time. Did you all get anything out of this today? Did you get anything out of the entire four weeks? Come on, let's just lift our hands, praise God, thank God for that, right? You can have the marriage you want, everything. Everything's not perfect in our lives. You all know my wife's having a physical challenge. There are things I'm believing God for about my son. How I mean, That's just life. It's called life. Right? But God has given us the tools. Right? And if we'll use them, we'll see his results in our lives. Now, I've got to let you go. Everybody look up here at me for a moment. God loves you. Look online. God loves you. And I love you too. Right? The ball is in your court right now. Will you take authority over your life? Right? Will you allow God to translate you or transfer you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light? so you can start walking in all the full benefits of your inheritance in Him. There's no way as a sane person I can hear something that good and walk out and just be the same way that I am. Praise God, I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and His name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with Him today, we wanna invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with Him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I wanna lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God, in Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God.
0: Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text GETCONNECTED to 9400. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.